All right, here we are again, uh, an idiot expert podcast, episode eleven. Now we're, we're really racking them up now. <laughs> um, it's been a bit of, a little bit of a uh, a sabbatical, but yeah. we're back and we're we're going to be uh, doing a few more episodes here. Uh, my name's Calcio Joe. I'm here, of course, uh, with Claudio Perfetto. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, him at cperfetto11, myself at Calcio Joe five. Uh, and most importantly, the podcast at Idiot Expert Pod. And um, I don't know if this is a special edition, but it's uh, the beginning of the World Cup season, yep. 2018 World Cup. Um, and we're finally there. And for the novice soccer fans, this is where we really pick up traction. Yeah, yeah this is uh, an exciting time for casual fans. Casual to get fans, involved exactly. In, in soccer, so. So this is the stage now, but usually uh, a casual fan would pick up steam supporting their native country. Yeah. And in this case, <laughs> the native country, the United States, for the majority of our listeners, uh, is not in the tournament. They are not in the tournament, which is a little bit of a buzzkill so this we'll, time around. We'll start there um, as we ask our, our expert, what compels a casual fan to watch this tournament without the United States being in it? I just think soccer is growing in the country uh, to begin with. It definitely has more of a following, and now it's so much more easily accessible. You can watch the Premier League. You could watch La Liga. You could watch all the leagues uh, on TV very easily, and people are starting to know who the star players are. So they know the Messis and the Ronaldos and the Neymars. So... I think the interest is there, and there's really nothing like the World Cup. You know, really, what else in sports do you have that's similar to the World Cup? It's once every well, four years, yeah, very competitive. I will, I will agree, I'll agree with that in the sense that um, every other world competition, um, the parity is not right. there as much as the World Cup. Um, you know, we'll get into it more, yeah. but there's two or three favorites. Right. Here. Whereas Olympic gold medal, basketball. Olympic gold medal in basketball or you know in other sports, uh, you really have um, you, the favorite most likely is going to win. Right. The United States in basketball is most likely going to you win. You know, hockey had it a little bit in the Olympics, but now Agreed, they obviously yeah. took it away by not having the NHL the players, players participate yeah. anymore. But they did have it. There was parity. I mean, it's similar. You know, there's a few teams that could have a chance of winning, but. There were still a few teams. It wasn't only one team that was going to go and dominate. So, so we start here. Um, is there any group in particular uh, that gives you the most interest? I actually the the group that played today, um, the Argentina, Iceland, um, and then Croatia and Nigeria. I believe are the four teams. That's a very, very tough group. Um, Iceland, although a small country, is actually a pretty good team. They had a hard qualifying group in, in UEFA to make it to the World Cup, which Croatia was actually in their group there, and they, they finished ahead of Croatia. Um, Croatia is a very good team with talented players from Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, you know, Inter Milan, many, many European, good European teams. Argentina, obviously, is storied. They have Messi, who's considered the best player in the world. 
And then Nigeria is probably the best African team. So mm. that's a very, very tough, interesting group. And they got off to a, a good start today. It'll be a very close one. So to, to back up, for casual fans, um, the two reasons to watch this are obviously the high level of competition, yeah. great teams, that's one pillar. And the other pillar is uh, the great individual athletes, the Ronaldos, the Messis of the world. Um but the interesting thing about soccer that I've come to learn is that uh, having the top individual talent doesn't necessarily mean you will have the best Win. team. Yeah, no, it's um, true. So in this case, uh, do you think it's the individual talent? Which individual talent can get the most out of his team in the sense of who can, who can be the LeBron and carry their team to a championship round. You know, I, it's funny. Going into the tournament, I probably would have said Messi. Um, but after the first game uh, for Portugal, which they played Spain and then ended in a 3-3 tie, I have to go with Ronaldo. I just I feel like for Portugal and for Real Madrid, he comes up big clutch time and time again you know mm -hmm. he, Portugal he won the Euros with them in 2016 which is which was a big feat and you know now he scored a hat-trick against Spain the other day and you know Messi for some reason doesn't really have that clutch gene now who, who goes farther in this type of tournament a solid team let's just say um a Colombia uh a, a team that has a a, a Good, good base. Let's just say they're sixth or seventh ranked, or the team with the top flight talent, the individual star of, of Portugal. Um, no, it's it's the team definitely. Like the Germanys, uh, the Spains. You know they have very very talented players. You know I'm not saying that they're mediocre players and they just are a very solid group. They definitely have very talented players, but. Those are the teams, usually if you look at this tournament historically, the teams with the best defenses and the most balanced midfields are really the teams that win it because you're going to get to the latter stages of the competition where goals are going to be hard to come by. And if you make a mistake, so you're going to be in trouble. So, so teams with high-powered offenses, uh, a Belgium, right? Belgium right. is a high-powered offense. Yeah. Would Argentina fall into that class? Yeah, Argentina would definitely. They they are very front so those are, those are two teams that have high powered offenses. You don't like them moving on in the tournament, not to win it. You know, Argentina got there. They got to the final and lost to Germany in 2014, and their team is very similar um, to that. You know, they and they haven't really changed too much. They're a little bit younger now, but most of the starters, I think seven out of the eleven, were like still from that 2014 World Cup. So uh, they, they, they could do it again, especially if Messi gets hot. But their goalie and their defense really, really worries me. And I just think that it's a tournament that um, you can't get away with giving up cheap goals. It just, it, it'll really come back to haunt you. So what are, those, what are the teams? Give me two or three teams um, that are defensive. Uh, basically everything you described over there that – you can see uh, their defense and, and their depth carrying them. There's So the teams that fit that ca category, I would say, are Brazil, Germany, and Spain. I have about six teams that I think could 
could win it. Um, Germany, Brazil, Spain. Then I have France, Argentina, and Portugal right on the outside. Those so, are the teams that I think will have a shot. But out of the six, outside the, of those, three. outside of those six teams, mm-hmm. you give no chance for a team to win. No, I, I don't. I think the winner will be out of those six teams. This is a tournament where there's a lot of craziness in the first rounds. You know, the first round, the group stages, you usually get um, some crazy results like. Iceland tying Argentina, for example, and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I think this is the 21st World Cup, so there have been 20 already, and eight teams have won the championship. So it's not a, it's not something where a new team is winning all the time. You know, there's certain contenders that that are winning this thing often. So. For me, it's gonna come out of that that group of uh, of teams. I don't see, you know, an outsider really really having a shot. So an interesting thing uh, that I was reading up on this um, was only eight teams, eight countries, yeah. have ever won a World Cup. Right. Yeah. So that just that shows you the lack of parity. Yeah. Uh, that we're talking about, and would you say it's similar to the NBA in that sense? Because if you think about it, in the NBA. Not many teams. Not have many won. teams actually have won championships. No. In uh, every decade, two or three teams usually win. In the two thousands, yeah. the Spurs and the Lakers yep. were really dominated. Two thousand tens. Now, obviously, Cleveland got a championship, but the Warriors are really running away with it. The nineties were obviously dominated by Jordan. The two years he wasn't there, the the uh, yep. the Rockets won. Right. Uh, or the year he was not there, the Rockets won. Right. And then he came um, back. Then he came back. Um, but it's much more similar to that. Yeah, it is. I'm, it's, um, you know, the, for some reason, I don't know if it's talent. I don't know if it, if it's just the culture, the mentality, but for whatever reason, there are only a certain amount of teams that have won this thing. And, you know, if you, if you go through the list, yeah, I mean, we don't want to sit here and talk about statistics, but if you go through the list, you know, you have Brazil who's won it five times. You have Italy and Germany have won it four times each. You know, then after that, you have Argentina who's won it twice. Um, France has won it once. And, you know, Spain has won it once. And Uruguay won it twice, like, years and years ago, like in the 30s and 40s. So it's a very small pool of teams. And maybe just when you get into the tournament, it's just the mentality. You have the talent, but then you have the mentality and the confidence that, like, the, our country has done this before, you know, and we could do it again. And maybe the other teams really just ha- haven't developed that yet. So you brought up Spain um, yep. as one of your top three teams. They're listed at 13 to 2 odds. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing happened with Spain. Right. You probably could explain this better than I can. I think that the odds probably got worse have after shifted yeah, since, since, since that happened. So, yeah. so, um, so for those that don't know what we're talking about, Spain fired their head coach uh, a day or two days before? Two days before their first game. So they fired him on Wednesday. Their first game was on Friday. And that's unheard of in any sport, yeah. to fire a coach uh, yeah. Right before a major tournament, yeah. Um, seemingly, it, it had nothing to do with performance. No, it didn't. So he, Zidane, left Real Madrid, which was shocking to begin with because he won uh, 
the Champions League three years in a row, which is crazy. So Sedan decided it was time for him to leave Real Madrid. Real Madrid approached the Spanish coach to take over Real Madrid after the World Cup. Um, and this is not you know, unheard of. A lot of the times national team coaches will take another job after the World Cup is over, after the European Championships are over, because eventually they want to get back to coaching a club team because it's every day. Um, the Spanish Federation did not like that he did this. because I think it's because at twofold. Number one, they're saying that he did it behind their back. Like he never mentioned to them that, you know, Real Madrid were talking to him or approaching him. And number two, he signed an extension with the Spanish Federation like three weeks ago. Which so, he was going to cancel out. Right. So he was, to- exactly. So he was going to go back on his word and go back on this extension to leave. But in his defense, you know, I'm sure if he knew three weeks ago that Real Madrid was going to have an opening, maybe he wouldn't have signed the extension. But anyway, they fired him two days before and it's uh, a little bit of turmoil I mean it's going to be interesting to see how they um, react they didn't look that great in the first game against Portugal um, so I think that might have had a little bit of effect on, on them I picked them I would have picked them to win the whole thing had this not happened but now I, I'm a little skeptical I just the players supposedly aren't really reacting well to it. They don't like the decision. Now, does this have you? Obviously, are much more well versed on this. Um, does this have a more of an effect on the strategy of the game that's being played, or more on the psyche of the players? The psyche, for sure. Like Spain is a team that has a certain style, and really, no matter who's coaching them, they're going to play. They're the going to play style. that style because they have the players that play that style, and. The coach that took over is very involved with Spain, and so he, he's very familiar with the players and the team, and he knows the style. So he's not going there and changing much. I mean, that's just not what it is. But I think it's the, the psyche of the players. Spain is a very interesting place because not only do you have this happening, but you literally a couple of months ago you had Barcelona – politically trying to leave the country you know Mm. the catalonia region of spain literally trying to leave the country so those players that are from that region what is their allegiance to To the the country country, you know do they have an allegiance right now to the country i'm sure they want to win because they're competitors and and but it's a country a country in turmoil right and And then on top of that you you throw this uh this log onto the fire exactly um so they were your perennial favorite but now they're out yeah, they're not my favorite. I think they still have a shot, but if I had to put them in order right now, I would put Brazil 1, Germany 2, and then Spain 3. Those who, is, who is the most talented team? The most talented is Brazil. So they're far, very well warranted. They're 7-2 to two odds yeah, uh, yeah, to win this tournament. Yeah. Um, what is the negative against them? The negative against them is maybe their defense. You know, They, they have a decent defense. Um, it could be very, very good. But, you know, maybe uh, it, it won't be. You know, they, there's some question marks there. Um, but other than that, they, you know, they have very talented players. They're pretty balanced. They have a good so mix. So most talented team by Yeah, far. They, have, they have a good mix of uh, attacking and defensive players. Location, location of the tournament. Yep. Um, I know that that factors in. Um, yep. Obviously, uh, Brazil is a South American country. They are playing in Russia. Um, I know in years past, 
I think when they played in South Korea, you know, it was it was much more difficult for the for the teams to compete. Um, that were the the European teams competing in foreign markets. Yeah, is well, that the same type of of yeah uh, so issue with South American teams? I I don't think um, I'm pretty sure that <clears throat> no team outside of Europe has ever won a World Cup in Europe. I think only European teams have won in Europe, so that has something to do with it. But do you, what 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 would you say the reason for that is, other than? You know, Just it's a pure, good, coinc- pure coincidence. Well, here's the thing. Um, when the World Cup has been in Europe in years past, you know, it's been in, in Germany, it's been in France, it's been in Italy, you know, it's been in, in those countries. So I think that that gives the, the, the home country a huge advantage. They're talented teams to begin with that but are favorites. And they're, now sleeping they have a in their, they're sleeping in their home, right. home houses. Exactly. There. This is a little bit different because even though it's in Europe and it's in Russia, you know, Russia is not a favorite to win this tournament. So, you know, the European teams are probably going to have more of um, – more fans there than the South American teams would just because of location and everything. But I don't think it'll play a major factor in this tournament like it has in, in years past. Now, the, the 2014 World Cup was played in Brazil, correct? Yes. And Brazil was a massive disappointment. Yeah, they got killed by Germany 7-1 in the semifinals, which is probably one of the most, if not the most, embarrassing defeat in, in their history. Now, just to play devil's advocate here, wouldn't that continue to make... And Germany went on to win the World Cup. Cup yep. What has happened in four years to not make them the favorite again for this tournament? I, they, you, they, they very well could be. You know, a lot of people think they're going to they're win, and that's, it's okay to think that. Um, they probably are right up there with Brazil as being you know, the most talented team, but it's so hard to win this thing two times in a row. I mean, it's just... You not only do you need to have talented players, you need to have luck on your side too. A lot of luck comes into this, you know. When when you say that, what do you mean by that? You mean it needs to like, draw right? You yeah, to, you exactly. To... It depends on like the teams that the the draw that you get later on in the knockout stages. Uh, but it could also mean things that happen in the game. You know, uh, the ball hitting the post versus being going in the net, and and uh, maybe a penalty call going in your favor or not going in your favor. Like all these things will will add up, and um, it definitely plays a factor. And to have that luck go your way two times in a row, it's very. I think it's very very difficult. So that's why I think Brazil probably is the favorite because Germany doing it two times in a row is just uh it's gonna be very very hard for them it could be done and you know if if they do it um it would be really special but I I don't see it happening now a team now give me a team outside of your top three um for those at home that obviously most pundits are going to pick you would agree pick one of those three teams to win yeah Give me a team outside of that top three that could actually win it, that you would not be surprised winning. France. France, okay. So, I, I mean, I would put France and Argentina right there, but France more so because they have so much talent. Argentina, for them to win, they're going to need like an amazing tournament out of Messi. Like, he's going to have to play out of his mind. Um, for them to win this thing, um, they don't have enough talent around him to really 
have him be okay or good, just good enough and, and still win it. France has an enormous amount of talent. The knock on them is that they're very individual. They don't play very well as a team right now. Um, and they're going to have to figure that out because the problem with France is they played Australia this morning and they won 2-1, to one, but it was a very tough game for them because when you're playing a team that's very defensive and is basically saying, we're not even going to try to score against mm. you. Like You're going to have to come and keep coming and playing and trying to score against us. That individual mentality doesn't really work because there's not a lot of space for you to work individually. So you're going to have to play a much better team game. And that's where they scare me a little bit. But as far as talent, they're right up there with Brazil and Germany as the most talented teams. And they they if they could put it together, they'll have a, a good shot of winning the now tournament. Now, if, if there's... Usually in these tournaments, there's a team that's really talented and they have championship aspirations, but they just draw a group that only two teams can advance and there's three really good teams or four solid teams inside the group. Um, Give me a group like that uh, and a team that you think could actually either make a deep run or they could probably be going home at the end of the group stage. Yeah, I think it could be uh, it could be a Croatia. Uh, that group is the first one that comes to mind, really, when when you speak of uh, quote unquote the group of death, you know, because so Group D, Group, group D, D, yeah, because like I said, Iceland. Although people say, oh, there's there's only three hundred thousand people in the country, and this is their first World Cup. This is a good team. They, you know, they they did really well in Euro 2016. They beat England in the round of 16. They lost to France in the quarterfinals. What of that do they tournament. do specifically that that you think makes them such a, a competitive team in this tournament? Oh, they're so physically they're they're um, very big. You know, I guess that's the only way to put it. They're they're just they're just a big team, um, but they defend very well. They're so organized, so it's very hard to score against them. So it's tr- so in this tournament, as in many sports, defense wins championships. Yeah, well, in the in the group stage, especially, I don't think they'll they could go on and win. But the reason why I think they could potentially stop Croatia or even Argentina from making it to the round of sixteen is because the group stage is very very difficult for teams to get out of. That's where the bigger teams have a problem because in the group stage, the mentality is, you know, okay, we're playing Argentina today. Let's try to tie Argentina mm. and then we'll, we'll go and, and try our luck against Nigeria and, and Croatia. And that's the mentality because you don't want to get slaughtered because, number one, you could tie games in the group stage. Number two, the goal difference matters. Mm. So you're going to be very, very compact. You're going to be very defensive. And the bigger teams are gonna ha- are having a harder time breaking down these smaller teams when all they're doing is defending for the whole ninety minutes. Um, once you get to the the knockout stages and you have to win the game, or you know, y- it's a different it's style. So of different. Play. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, when you get to the point where your big teams are playing big teams, then you know both teams are going out trying to win, and that's where the bigger teams could really excel is when they actually play other big teams. Um, but in the group stage, it's tough. And that's why I would not be shocked if Iceland makes it to the round of 16 and they keep a Croatia or Argentina out of it. So you're talking about Argentina not making it. 
Um, and, you know, it's been well documented on this program, many other programs, um, the debate between who is the best player in the world, uh, Ronaldo, Messi, even Mo Salah threw his hat, in the, Salah, yeah. threw his hat in the ring uh, this past year uh, with an excellent performance yeah. with uh, with Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Didn't play in the first game, which didn't, crushed them. Yes. Yeah, it's sad to say. So, which, which player, if they don't deliver their team out of the pool stage, the group stages, who... Would be considered a disappointing, a big knock against them. Messi, Messi, because I more so than Ronaldo. Yeah, I, uh, Messi, Ronaldo has the European Championship under his belt, um, and you know he comes up big in in games for for Portugal, and Portugal is not as talented around him as I would say Argentina is around Messi. Messi is. He's chasing Maradona, you know, and, and he has to win the World Cup if he ever wants to reach that level of Maradona. So he has a lot of weight on his shoulders. And if he didn't even get the team out of the group stage, it would be a huge, huge failure. He's already facing a lot of pressure because today against Iceland, he missed the penalty shot, mm. which, you know, people kept saying yesterday when Spain played Portugal. Ronaldo had a great game, had a hat trick, and everyone was like, oh, how is Messi going to answer this tomorrow? Because Ronaldo had a great game, and he has to come out and have a great game, and he actually didn't have a good game at all. Do you think they actually feel the pressure of tit-for-tat? Yeah, I think he does. But between the two players, I mean, they're obvious, they're not even, the two teams aren't even playing each other. They're not even, it's it's a hypothetical conversation, it's a LeBron versus... Jordan conversation, um, LeBron versus Durant it, I mean, conversation. It, right, but who's? It's different because LeBron's a clear favorite there. You know, he's a clear best. You know, I mean, you switch so LeBron we, and Durant, do, do uh, the Cavaliers even make it to the finals? It's a good question. I don't think they yeah. do. I really don't. So if you but, ask, so you know. you're saying in the soccer community, you ask ten people, you're going to get five people you say get, Ronaldo, yeah, five people say hundred um, percent. It's crazy because they're. They're not identical, you know. They're they're very different players, and you know, Messi's more of a playmaker. He's very involved in everything. Um, you know, he he's uh, very very skilled. And then Ronaldo, on the other hand, he's not that type of player anymore because he's a little bit older. But he's become this amazing goal scorer. Where when when Portugal, when Real Madrid need a goal, he pops up out of nowhere and he scores the goal. So and they seem to be. Every single goal seems to be a clutch goal. Oh, he's so clutch. I mean, it's crazy. Yesterday, you know, he created the penalty. He scored the penalty. Then the second goal was the goalie's fault of Spain, De Gea, which, you know, is another point because, like I said earlier, you can't really afford those mistakes. They'll come back to haunt you. You know, Spain went up in the game after that 3-2, but eventually that goal that he gave up very softly um, caught up with them. But anyway, going back to Ronaldo... He's at the end of the game, and they're down three two, and he has a free kick and he buries it. It's just it's crazy. So mm. it, you know how much pressure that takes and I can imagine, the confidence, yeah. and he just buries it against Spain in the World Cup. He's just he's always there. And but, yeah. so, so what I'm getting from you is the pressure is overwhelming on Messi at this point. Yeah, he has much more pressure than Ronaldo and that's because. Does. 
Portugal's never won the World Cup. But but that's because Ronaldo has the 2016 Euros. Do you think that even that get, that gives him a little bit less pressure? I think that completely takes it off of him. Before that, I, the pressure still was nowhere nowhere near Messi because Portugal is not the nation that Argentina is. You know, Argentina has won the World Cup two times. So no They've one's been expecting to Portugal more, to yeah, win. This, no, yeah. no one is. Portugal is always a team that people mention, but they're never a team that's like. Okay, this is you know this is Portugal's year. They're the best team by far. They're gonna win. It's they're never in that category. They were once in two thousand two, and they lost the first game to the United States. But other than that, they've never been that type of team. So people aren't ever gonna expect them to to win. Whereas you know, in Argentina, they remember Maradona. They and they're saying this kid is as good as Maradona, but. He's not winning. He's the not way getting Arizona, the yeah. You know, has won for us. So, so uh, interesting thing about this World Cup. This is the first World Cup with VAR. Yes, this is a, which uh, I love. Video review. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on on that so far? Does it help the game? Does it slow the game down? I'm sure purists, you know, much that purists in baseball don't like the instant replay, and even in the NFL a few years ago when they first implemented it, purists didn't like it as well. Um, it ensures that they get the correct call. Yeah. Would you say that? So in Italy this year was the first they they used VAR for the first time in Serie A, and apparently they did a study and VAR got every every goal or every play that was reviewed by VAR um, was correct ninety percent of the time. So it it works a lot more than you know just the ref's naked eye. Mm. Um, now, as far as slowing the game down, it's tough. It does slow the game down. The worst part for me about it, and it's not really a major thing, but it's just people are celebrating goals, and then VAR is taking the goal away, and mm. and it's kind of put kind of puts you in limbo. Like, are you you know should we celebrate? Should we not celebrate? But I think it's good for the game because if you have the opportunity to review something and get the call 100% right, why not do it? Like, what's the mm. downside to doing that? It's tough because some of the calls are very subjective. And, um, you know, you're still really relying on the ref's opinion. But I don't think you could use it for only goal line, you know, technology or use it only for offsides calls. I think that you have to review penalties and things like that, too. If you're going to do it, you have to mm. just do it the right way. So I think it's good for the game. All right. Um before we do you like it yeah the slowing it down does hurt it and i i think it's different than other sports in the sense that um in football you're not reviewing a pass interference call right you know what i mean in in this situation you're reviewing and you're still giving your opinion on it. It's not it's not inbounds or not inbounds. You know right, what I mean? It's right. it's not very clear cut. It's an interpretation of the rule. Well, that's yeah, that's it. Would be truth. it would be as if they're reviewing LeBron driving to the basket and whether or not he was clipped on the arm going up going right. up for if it was the foul was on the ground. Um, so I mean, does it help? Yes. Is it the be all end all? No. So I mean, it's it's. It's it helps the game, but it, it's yeah. not it's not perfect. It's it's only used though in in scoring situations though. So it's it's not like you know if a foul happens at 
midfield, they're going to look at VAR and say, oh, my, it was a foul. Like, we have to bring the play mm-hmm. back. So, you know, I get it because penalties are a huge part of the game. So if you're going to get offsides calls right and if you're going to get, you know, goal line clearances right, you might as well take it a step further, in my opinion, and get the penalties right. Too. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time, penalties should be clear-cut. You know, yeah. is it a foul or is it not a foul? And it's a huge part of the game um, either way that it should be done correctly. So I, I'm, I'm definitely for it. I think it's a good thing in the long run. All right, so we wanted to get a quick episode in here. Um, before we let you go, um, I want the experts final, uh, cause I know you said Brazil. Yep. I know you have Brazil in it. Who are they playing in the championship game? I actually think it's going to be Brazil, Germany, Brazil, Germany, and Brazil is going to win their sixth, sixth world cup. Yeah. Um, the I'm, Italian fan in me doesn't want Brazil or Germany to win, but, but I just think, it, it's, think inevitable it's inevitable that one of those teams is going to win this. Well, I'm going to be a little different. I think Germany is going to end up winning. Nice. Um, and I think that they will probably, I want to say, let me go with, let me go with France. Yeah. I, th- I think France will be there. France and Germany. But I think Germany is more experienced. They've been through it before. They repeat. Um, and they're going to be the, your, your World Cup champions. Uh, but again, player I'm of the not, tournament. I'm not the Who's expert. It be? Player of the tournament. Um, I mean, thankfully the tournament started already. So I'm going to say Ronaldo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. How about you? I think uh, if Brazil wins, which I think they will, I think Neymar will get it. Neymar. Now, now that's an interesting thing. Is that Neymar didn't play during the Champions League because he's injured, right? Yeah. Now he's back. So the team that paid him, he's not playing for. But I, I'm sure he gets a stipend or something like that. But this is more for pride, right? Oh, it's 100% for pride. They don't – they get money. They get bonuses if they win or make it a certain – See, that's well, wild that's, to me. That's what they do. But they, they're basically p- playing for free. So if I'm PSG, I'm not happy with this. No. You I, didn't play for me at all. Now you're risking re-injuring yourself or, right. or whatnot. So – um, that's an interesting discussion. I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that throughout yeah. the, uh, throughout the tournament. Um, big changes on the horizon for an idiot, an expert, an idiot and an expert podcast, uh, coming. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And, uh, we thank you guys for listening again. You can follow us. Um, you can follow him, Claudio Perfetto at cperfetto11. Follow myself at calchojo5. Uh, and you can follow the podcast at Idiot Expert Pod. Um, please give us a follow because, uh, like we said, changes are coming on the horizon. Um, we're gonna get a little wider. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna start uh, start uh, broaching a few more topics uh, yeah. on the podcast, and it, it's all gonna be uh, good quality entertainment for you guys. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll catch you guys the next time.